Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you about how you can create perfect solutions to known problems. That's right. Perfect solutions to known problems, meaning how can you actually use trainings, three minutes, 10 minute trainings, education, not content, trainings to actually get people to love you to position you as an authority, to make your teams have better culture, and to make your clients want to work with you over and over again. This episode breaks down the three big pieces that are required to actually sell with trainings. I break them all down for you step-by-step, and it starts right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about how you can sell more stuff than you ever imagined with trainings, not content, trainings. Uh, there is a big difference between how a piece of content is positioned and how a training is done for a purpose of training. To me, very simply, a training is built to solve a particular problem or get a somewhat specific result. And If you can just do this well, if you can make this a part of your company, a part of your business, a part of your ethos, a part of your natural cadence of how you do work, you will get more inbound and make so much money with so much ease than you ever thought possible. All right. So to break this down, I have three big ideas for you. I'm going to break down um, each of these ideas very quickly. Number one, I'm going to talk about value chain mastery and why trainings are really powerful for that. Number two, I'm going to talk about how you can operationalize Kaizen in your business and what that means. And number three, I'm going to talk about how you can uh, build perfect solutions to known problems. Those three things will let you sell a lot of stuff, no matter what you do with uh, trainings. Now, uh, before I go into number one, I got to tell you a, a funny story. I didn't realize this, but my assistant pointed it out to me that she gets a bunch of uh, email requests from time to time from several of our partner companies. And our partner companies and our CEOs who we've invested in will email my assistant and say, hey, Helen, does Sharon have a training on email marketing? Does Sharon have a training on social media ads? Does Sharon have a training on hiring a CEO? Does Sharon have a training on blank? And I had no idea that she was getting asked these because she was getting asked those. And then she would go into our vast members area of stuff, our vault, if you will. She will find two or three of the trainings that I've done in the past, and she will send it to our partner companies, which I'm glad she does, right? Now, even though they have access to all of this, they won't look, which is fine, and but but this made me super curious. It's what what what's happened is normally like ten years ago, a lot of people will just email me, call me, text me, and say, "Hey, Sharon, how do I hire a COO?" Now they know that I work with a playbook training mindset in place, and I really enjoy that. So they probably know that no matter what question that they have, there is a starting point. There is a playbook for it that I've already done, built either for my own business or for one of our partner companies. And so that made me think about, wow, 
how amazing would it be that if everybody just only asked me the question, Sharon, do you have a training on blank? Right. And I probably do. <laughs> but do you have a training on blank? Uh, and that's what really uh, crystallizes idea for me on how you can sell with training. So I'm going to break this down for you. Three parts of the puzzle. Number one, value chain mastery. Number two, operationalizing Kaizen. And number three, the perfect solution to a known problem. So let's jump into uh, a value chain mastery. Uh, what I mean by value chain mastery is every single business is kind of sort of, most of the time, uh, delivers stuff sequentially. For example, if you're an e-commerce business, you get there's a lead, a lead comes in, it gets nurtured in some way, they're on your site, they get retargeted, they go back to your site, they buy a product, they get a bump, you get an email, the email gets fulfilled, uh, they get a bunch of notifications, they get the stuff delivered. Once it's delivered, we send them an email, email saying, hey, did you get your stuff? They fill out a survey uh, and then we get an offer, rinse and repeat, right? That's the value chain. Uh, take Amazon. Hey, we think of an idea, we go on the Amazon app, we go search on Amazon, uh, we find a couple of products, we read reviews, we pick a product, we do next day delivery, we swipe, we order, and the distribution center gets it and they deliver it in 24 hours. Okay, you see there's a there's a sequential process to it. Uh, if you're in mortgage, you uh, want to buy a home, you talk to a mortgage broker, the mortgage broker says, I need like you know, 4 million things from you. You send your 4 million things. They tell you, yes, you're eligible for this loan. They say, sign these more documents to get you a pre-qualified or pre-approved, whatever the terminology is based on the state that you're in. And then you go talk to your agent and say, hey, I am pre-approved to go, you know, buy a million dollar house. The agent lets you buy one, you buy one, you engage the broker, blah, 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 all of that happens. You see there's a sequence in how all of these happen. Knowing this is important and the reason this is important is whether it's a product or a service, especially if it's a service, you know all the pieces as to how these things work. Whether you have it written down or not, you know all the pieces. The person, your client, does not know all the pieces. That's not the business they're in. They don't know all the pieces. Our job is to help them navigate through all those pieces, right? So since you know all the pieces, you should be able to draw out the timeline for them and explain to them, hey, Here's a timeline. Here's what you do. Here's what I do. Here's what you do. Here's what I do. Here's what you do. Here's what I do. And I can navigate you through this process to get you a result. When I say you sell with trainings, you can take any part of that timeline, the simplest and smallest part of it, call it the three to 30 minute uh, training around and say, this particular piece of this process, let me tell you how, you know, let me build a training around it. Um, it shows that you have value chain mastery. It shows you understand every piece of that value chain. Uh, for example, let's take a live example. Um, one of my friends is buying a home right now. And so let's take this real estate home buying process because everybody understands it, right? Uh, they think about buying a home. They go on like Zillow or whatever. They look at a bunch of homes. They maybe even drive a neighborhood. They start doing some research on schools. And then as soon as they see an open house, they walk into the open house, the family falls in love with it. And then they call they, they call an agent and be like, hey, I need to, I want to buy this home. The agent's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What have, are you, you know, are you going to pay cash? Do you need financing? Have you looked at the home? When are you going to move from your current home? The agents start asking all these questions. And then the client's, my friends get all mad. They're like, I just want this home. So if you thought about that process and you were a real estate agent, what would you do, right? What kind of training would you build? You would build some kind of training that says, hey, the seven things you do before you buy a home. 
Now I'm making this up, of course, but that training goes to solving that very specific part of that value chain where you say, hey, the seven things that you do before you buy a home. Number one, you engage an agent. Number two, you find a timeline. Number three, you get pre-approved or pre-qualified on your loan. Number four, you, you know, get your down payment in order because it needs to stay in a bank account because you have to show proof of funds. Number five, you pick three of your favorite areas. Number six, whatever it may be, I'm making stuff up, right? But if you're an agent, by the way, if you're an agent, you should use exactly what I said as your training material because there's a good chance that that is better than what is out there. So please consider that uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it because I know what I'm talking about. I'm saying it because I say it from the perspective of a consumer and that's what that's that's how you build trainings, right? So it allows you to build a training as a part of the value chain. So all your trainings, you just don't randomly build trainings. You random, you think about where in the value chain that training needs to sit. Because the more diversity you can have, the more trainings you can have across the value chain, the more depth it shows in your ability to add value. So if I am talking about, you know, investing in a company, I talk about how I look at businesses, how I talk to the business, how I negotiate the deals, how I incentivize the founders, how I uh, put the deals under contract, how I finance the deals, how I, you know, what do I do when I actually bring them on as partner companies? How do I support them? What my cadence around them? How do I advise them? Uh, how do they make them more money? How do they get an exit? What do they do after the exit? How do I replace them as a CEO? I talk about everything, right? So you should do the same. Uh, as an example, because the idea there is to show various parts of the value chain so, they, so the, the, your target avatar can see value chain mastery. If all your trainings or, quote, pieces of content are built in like either the complete front end, it doesn't show depth in the entire value chain. So number one is value chain mastery. So the next time you're building a training, think about where in the value chain it falls and build a training associated with that. It doesn't have to be long. I'd say three minutes to 30 minutes, somewhere in that range. But a training solves a particular problem or gives people a particular piece of insight to get to a next result. And when they get there, they become a much better client for you. All right. Here's number two, which is operationalizing Kaizen. Kaizen, as you may have heard of it, is the one word that made... Uh, the Japanese automakers, uh, players in our in our world. If you, they are the the number one automakers in the world are from Japan, uh, and a lot of them is based on Kaizen, which is the supply chain process that was originally put in place, which it broadly translates into continuous improvement. So, what does Kaizen have to do with training? Well, Kaizen is something internal to us. How can we get better ourselves? Uh, there's a great quote by Jim Quick. He says, when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. By the way, credit people for their quotes. It's a good thing, right? Because I didn't come up with this. He did, and he should get a lot of credit for it. Uh, I love that quote. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. I'll give you a quick example. One of our partner companies uh, has this great saying internally. They have 44 employees. They're roughly to 66 million right now. They've grown uh, 6x in the last in profits in the last three years. And one of their key agreements with all of their employees is this. Nothing happens until a sale is made. So we should all be able to explain the sale. Say it again. Nothing happens until a sale is made. So we should all be able to explain the sale. What that means is every single person in their company, all 44 employees, need to be on a, be on a whiteboard and explain from the time a prospect is identified all the time a sale is made. They have to go through the process to show the entire process of how that actually happens. Because uh, when people understand that nothing happens until a sale is made, they'll understand where their key contribution fits in the entire process. Otherwise, it's just a CEO 
with a uh, with a big vision trying to do something. So here's it like I'll, I'll for for I know a lot of my uh, a lot of you are um, very high level CEOs. Let me give you the difference between as what I have seen having done this multiple times. The difference between a a, a nine a hundred million dollar CEO and a billion dollar CEO. Here is the here is the big difference between a hundred million dollar CEO and a billion dollar CEO. Right, a hundred million dollar CEO wants to create a vision that everybody in the company can fall under. Right, so they want everybody like rally on this big big vision, and you get there. A billion dollar CEO realizes that is actually bigger than all of them, and this it is so big that. The key part there is every single person not only fits into the vision, but also can understand their the the deep contribution of each of their roles. Understanding how you contribute to the bigger vision is significantly important for the business to grow at scale, right? So that is the big part. And when that happens, you'll actually find employees, team members telling you, oh, Sharon, why are you doing that? Like that is, you, you, why are you doing that? They actually will share not the burden, but the joy of the bigger vision with you because they hold you accountable to that vision and they know the contribution they have in that process. That's why I love this, uh, you know, saying in, in one of my partner companies, which is nothing happens until a sale is made. They find out, they find out very closely where, you know, where their contribution lies and knowing that is good. And let me tell you why. Because I was in one of those meetings when uh, one of the uh, team members was drawing out kind of the beginning to the end of the sales process. And then one person from said, wait, wait a minute, we've drawn the sales process so many times. Why is customer support getting involved before the sale is closed? And then the VP of sales is like, yeah, why is sales getting involved after the sale is closed? Because there's no incentives and then they're irritated. Now, the CEO has an interesting position here. He's like, well, if I have siloed uh, comp and siloed incentives, of course, they're going to get irritated. So can I create a joint comp structure where they can also realize that the first 30, 60, 90 days of onboarding the client is actually really powerful. Onboarding clients are really powerful. Like uh, my friend Layla uh, Hermosi always says is like onboarding a client uh, is the fundamental way to reduce churn in employees, right? And I couldn't agree with her more when it comes to this because how you onboard the client or onboard the employee is should be better than how you onboard a client because when the employee comes on board you've sold them a dream in the in the interview process they've joined with such high hopes and aspirations and then they feel stuck because in the first 90 days they don't want to ask you questions and then you've not set them up for success and no wonder they quit no wonder they're frustrated right but my point is when you draw this process over out, the continuous improvement, the Kaizen happens when you start doing trainings internally with each of these processes. Why does sales get involved after a sale is made? Why does customer support get involved before it is made? Or why, uh, for example, why is there, if someone no-showed for a sales appointment, whose job is it to follow up? Is it the setter's job or is it the closer's job or is it support's job or is it someone else's job or it's an automation's job? Why? So now we get a chance to continuously improve the process. And the best part of this is when you build trainings both internally for your team, you can also talk about it externally as to the insights that you got. And when you have the external insights, that's what you can use your trainings to sell more stuff. Selling with trainings is an insanely powerful thing because you just sharing your trainings as to what you learned internally with the business allows you to say, wow, I." Sharon just documented all the pain he went through and 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 walked us through the 
walked us through that. How cool is this? Maybe he can help me with my stuff too. Continuous improvement is a very powerful way. You don't want, you know, sometimes a training is to teach a second grader, but sometimes a training is to also teach an a 10th grader. A second grader needs a new, fresh framework of knowledge. A 10th grader just needs content Kaizen. They already know how to add and subtract. They need a faster way of doing it so they can, they can ace their SATs, right? That's number two. Um, last part. Here's number three. If there were, you're not paying attention to any of this, this is probably the most important one. Uh, it is the perfect solution to a known problem. I talk about this often to all of our partner companies uh, and even to my team. The, there's a perfect solution to a known problem. This is literally what the world wants. A, if you know that there are known problems in your industry, I would just talk about them a lot. <laughs> That's it. Uh, for example, if, if it's fitness, the known problem could be stress eating. If it's uh, marketing, the known problem could be, you know, having like Zapier and connecting your systems in the operation side. If it's hiring, the known problem could be finding talent as soon as you need them and, and good talent is hard to find. So how do you do that? Uh, if it's like, you know, if it's e-commerce or funnels, the known problem could be, you know, how you're being overly dependent on Facebook ads and then the ads algorithm changes. Again, what I'm sharing is there is a lot of, I guarantee you, there's so many known problems in your world. Your training should be directly focused on addressing those known problems. So the, here's my tip for you. I, I would just make a list of these known problems so that you don't have to wake up in the morning and say, what am I going to build content on? That's really bad. What am I going to build training on? Bad. What you want to do is build a solution to a known problem, right? So uh, here, here's a tip on a, a bunch of different places where you can find known problems in your industry or in your space. Uh, first, whatever objections you get in the sales process that's a known problem. So make a list of all the objections in the sales process because you can build trainings around those. Make a list of all the support questions you get. Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? What do I do when this happens? What is this? What is that? Those are all known problems in the industry. Uh, go into YouTube and search your industry name and make a list of all the top videos in the space. They've clearly figured out and there's a resonation with that. Make a list of all the top videos in the space. Uh, go into industry Facebook groups and just look at all the questions with tons of answers. Clearly, someone's asking a question and someone's answering it. There's a lot of action around it. That's a known topic in the industry. And make trainings around those three to 30 minutes. It either you know, helps people solve a problem or think through how they can get to a particular result. When you start making more trainings to solve a particular problem of the known problems in your industry, perf amazing things happen. That's why I always talk about it as a, a perfect solution to a known problem. You could, If you just knew the known problems, you could just make content and trainings around the known problems. And most people just wake up and be like, what do I do to make content about today? And I would re-ask the question, what kind of training should I make today to help my audience? What kind of training should I make today to help my avatar? And having a running list of trainings to make is so powerful because uh, every piece of content you make not only educates your team, makes you better, uh, educates your client base, helps support and questions a lot easier and positions you as the authority because trainings are the fastest way to create inbound conversation, right? So the reason I share all of this is it's all about inbound. When someone... Um, when you can articulate your problem better than your prospect, they automatically assume that you have the solution. I think this was a John Carlton, the great co copywriter quote, uh, not for me. When you can articulate the problem better than your prospect, they automatically assume that you have the solution. So our job with trainings 
is to do the short trainings that we completely articulate the problem better than, not even the solution, better than our avatar. So if I said for the real estate side, um, hey, the seven things you need to do before you buy a home, the question I have is like, what do I need to do before I buy a home? I should just start looking on Google or on Zillow and I'll figure it out. That's what people think. They take the easy way out. But if they know and see a piece of content that says, oh, the seven things you should do before you buy a home, that directly goes to articulating the problem better than myself. So I automatically assume that your solution is the right solution. This is the reason I share this over and over. This is one of the most powerful components of scale, making trainings to known problems that helps you, your t- you get mastery, your team get confidence, and your clients get a lot more inbound from you. This is like, this is gets deep positioning. So you get more inbound and inbound is, when I say inbound, people reaching out to you to want to work with you is significantly better than than any other way, right? So this is exactly what I work with all our partners at Highland Prime. Um, most of them are partner companies that we invest in that want to triple their business and get ready for an exit. And a lot of this is building this insane culture of authority, responsibility, and training. If you're interested in how that works, just then seeing uh, videos around what uh, several partners are done, go to highlandprime.com. Uh, check it out. Totally cool. Nothing for you to buy. All right. So a uh, quick recap, three things that I wanted to talk to you about today. Number one is uh, how to sell with trainings and why it's important. Uh, value chain mastery. The more you know, you know the value chain better than anyone else. So take any part of the value chain and make a training about that. Number two is operationalized Kaizen. When you continuously improve your stuff, the better everything becomes and you get new ideas and you get overlaps and you understand how things work better. So really think through you know, uh, when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. So you, you get to figure that out often, which is which is very cool. So make things better. Number three, if not anything else, know that our job is to wake up every morning and create perfect solutions to known problems, not to invent problems. Go do perfect solutions to known problems. And that's really, really powerful for training. So um, here's what I love. Uh, if you have a training that you've done on something and you want to show it off, just DM, go to Instagram, DM it to me and say, hey, Sharon, heard you're upset on selling with trainings. Here's my training. What do you think? I'd love to see your trainings. I'd love to see if this helped you. Share this with your team. Share this with your friends. Share this with anyone you think that will benefit. And I will catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.